Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're asking a question, how close is the U.S. to a debt trap? We're all accustomed to thinking in linear terms, but exponential growth is all around us. Exponential systems grow without bound until they collapse. So what is an exponential? Well, it's anything with compound growth. The only way for the collapse to be averted is for inflation to devalue the debt faster than interest can accumulate. That makes it possible to issue more debt as a solution to the lack of funds to service the debt. The moment, we have large inflows of capital into U.S. Treasuries. Individual investors from all over the world seem to be parking cash in U.S. government debt. They know it's monopoly money and it'll be worth less in the future, but for now, these investors are parking cash on a short-term basis in U.S. T-bills. They're betting that when they buy a 90-day T-bill, the U.S. is not going to default on its debt in the next 90 days. Historically, that's been a good bet. A debt trap happens when the cost of servicing the debt exceeds the incoming revenues. And in fact, the U.S. has been in that situation for decades, and it simply issued more debt to service the debt. Selling investments to new investors in order to pay a rate of return to existing investors is the dictionary definition of a Ponzi scheme. Bernie Madoff ran the largest Ponzi scheme in history. If he had the luxury of printing money, he might have got away with it. In the intermediate term, it's the lack of liquidity rather than the high interest rates that are the more acute problem for the treasury market. The fact that large entities can't buy or sell large amounts of treasuries without moving the price, and the fact that there aren't necessarily enough buyers to offset these structural sellers is a growing problem. We've got the Fed as sellers as it reduces its balance sheet. We have foreign governments reducing their holdings in U.S. Treasuries. China's reduced its holdings. Saudi Arabia's reduced its holdings. Now, Japan and Europe are both in similar situations. Japan is the most advanced along its path to insolvency as it performs yield curve control. And it's even trying to hold long-term government bonds below the inflation rate. They've been holding their rates artificially low at a quarter point in order to prevent a debt trap. But they can't control all the variables. There's always an escape valve. In the case of the Japanese yen, the escape valve is the exchange rate. The value of the yen has fallen dramatically when compared with both the U.S. dollar and the euro. Now, we've seen debt traps throughout history. They often result in hyperinflation before economic collapse. Sometimes there's a war, and then there's a major reset of the monetary system. On yesterday's show, we talked about the prototype of the U.S. version of central bank digital currency, the digital dollar. Well, what if the rollout of the digital dollar wallets also comes with it the potential to invest in U.S. government treasuries. It's the almost perfect solution to the liquidity shortage. If there aren't enough buyers for U.S. treasuries, then why not offer those who have a digital wallet an incentive to keep their assets in a higher-yielding account at the Fed, that higher-yielding account to be backed by U.S. treasuries? How perfect. Instead of treasuries being purchased exclusively by rich investors and a small number of institutional buyers, Why not eliminate the friction that makes the financially illiterate Walmart greeter off-limits? After all, you don't need to be an accredited investor to invest in U.S. Treasuries. What could be safer than the debt of the U.S. government? Governments rarely let a good crisis go to waste. This gives them the opportunity to step in and save the day even if the crisis was of their own making. Now maybe I'm just dreaming out loud. Maybe I'm delusional and maybe I'm talking nonsense. If you can show me that what I'm saying is crazy talk, I'd love to hear it. I'd love for my hypothesis to be wildly incorrect, but frankly, I don't see another solution. 
If the sentiment changes and all of a sudden foreigners decide they want to flock to another safe haven, we will see an excess of sellers and a shortage of buyers when it comes to U.S. Treasuries. And if there were to be a crisis of confidence in the U.S. dollar, the Fed might have to jump in and resume its seemingly unlimited purchase of government debt. But what if that's not enough to stem the flow of capital? A reset will be required to stave off a debt trap. Ultimately, it comes down to the quality of collateral that financial institutions post with each other in order to maintain liquidity. And that quality of collateral also matters between countries. In the meantime, we seem to be heading towards global economic slowdown, which means falling incomes, falling tax revenues, increased government spending, continued destruction of asset values, and possibly several sovereign debt traps and eventually defaults. On the other hand, it is possible that the Federal Reserve stops raising interest rates and the dollar index stops skyrocketing and OPEC and the U.S. find a way to pump more oil. Emerging market countries start to expand economically again and China reopens its economy from years of rolling lockdowns. And the rest of the world could pull us out of this economic slowdown. That would be the soft landing scenario. I'm just not seeing any evidence pointing to that scenario. So if you agree with my hypothesis for the digital dollar or if you disagree with it, Reach out. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Send your thoughts to podcast at victorjm.com. That's podcast at victorjm.com. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.